Okay, it's already late, so we gotta go right to it. Baruch Hashem, we have so many sponsors this week and this whole month, the whole month of Kislev, sponsored by Elaine and David Brenner. Remember the protection of Tovia, Reuben ben Chaya Hadassah, who had, had a few hours with him yesterday, Baruch Hashem. Miriam and Avram Deutsch, in honor of 30 years of Aliyah to the Deutsch family. Mindy Barad, and thanks to Hashem for miracles, past, present, and future for Am Yisrael. The week, sponsored by Reb David and Ilana Singer, memory of Reb David's mother, Rabbi Yitzhak Basar Avelyel, my in-laws, in honor of Ben and Barbara in honor of Tiferet and Liba's birthdays, and Bina and my anniversary, B'ezvat Hashem. Baruch Hashem. 15, tonight, 15 years. Zev and Jody Stender, the first of by the Schultz and Rosen families, memory of Reza Basi Samar. Anitamar's mother, second year, say Michael Levy, memory of Ben Sion, Ben Svi Akoyan, Tova Dominic, memory of Tova's Abba, Melvin Stern, Michelle Yezab and David, by Sandra Herskel, memory of her husband, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Herskel, Rafael Tzribin Yaakov and Nechemi, on his first year, first year, and Akiva Sasson, in honor of his mother in law, Leah Bat Kadia, on the occasion of her 75th birthday. Ken Yerbo. Okay, if you have the Sefer, I, have, I made copies for those who don't have the Sefer. If you have the Sefer, Kuf Ayn Ayn Aleph. I don't know how many of you say this tefillah, but there's a beautiful, beautiful tefillah that people say between Shalom Aleichem and Eshes Chayel. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous tefillah. Now I know, when, especially if it's summer Shabbos, it's already late, and you have little kids. The zoom, the speed from Shalom Aleichem to Eshes Chayat to Kiddush, it's like every second is, is an hour. But, you know, winter Shabbos is, you know, you're sitting down to eat at 6.30, Masha You know, there could be another minute or two. But this beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous prayer, we used to say it, and we should start saying it again. The Ribon Kolalam, Adon Kolanashamas. Ribon Kolalam, Adon Kolanashamas. You know, actually, my father. My brother and I wrote a three-part nigun to those words. Ribon kol alamim adon kol anashamas. I am listening really fast because I, I haven't. I, I just thought about this. I haven't. This is a beautiful nigun. You see in the top of kuf. Uh, um, you don't have a kuf ayin halav, but basically this is how it goes. I haven't sung it in so many years. But one time we were together at the Shabbos table, we were the three of us together, which was very rare. I don't know, and, and this was in Los Angeles. I think I wrote the first... I don't remember who... Eitan wrote the third part. I wrote the second part. My father wrote the first part. That's what it was, yeah. My Abba, I mean... I 
I'm going to read the whole tefillah for a second. You'll hear what that beautiful this, these words are. Now here's the words that we're going to be learning, okay? The words that we're actually going to be learning over here is like this. When you continue and you start to say, I'm thanking you for all the chesed you've done with me, and all the chesed you're going to do with me. It's like a statement of bitachan. Blessed are your holy and pure angels that make do your will. Bless all my family and everyone that uh, uh, everyone that's in my life. But then, in the middle of the of this tefillah, there's a there's there's these words that it's now you have on Kuf Ayin Aleph the second to bottom line from the big paragraph on top. Bo Eshbos Kasher Tzivisani Lishaisacha. I will I will Shabbos I will basically refrain from doing what I'm not supposed to be doing like you commanded me to serve you. Bechin Agid Gudulaschalim Berlina and I'll say your praises with with song. Veshivisi Hashem Likrosi Sheterachameni Od Begalus Legaleni that you shall have mercy over me in my galus to, to, to redeem me. These are the, these are the words, that you redeem me within my galus to redeem me, and to awaken my heart to your love. Ve'az, when I'm redeemed from my own personal galus, then, being a yid, Everything about being a year, there won't be any pain, there won't be any struggle with it, there won't be any sadness with it. And then I'll also daven, so what is it? What is the tefillah saying over here? 
I can be redeemed within a state of Golis. This is very, very important. Now go back to Kuf Ein Aleph, the first page. And you see on the bottom left column is it starts the parish on this. It's very simple Hebrew. It's a very sweet explanation of what this means. Now I was debating to do this piece because you, you'll see he, he is going to be speaking about times when a person doesn't feel like they're being tortured in Gullahs by another nation. So he's, like, he's speaking about, an, you know, but it's very interesting is because we're, we're not tortured by another nation per se. There's, there's a bigger sense of Gullahs that's always going on. And that's what I want, and I, I, so I, I felt like this is Dafka could be a very, very opportune time to do some great work, some really good inner, deep, you know, spiritual work on ourselves. Uh, Dafka, because the hearts have gotten so open right now, our hearts are so open. So let's try to let's try to see if we detect where we've been, where we're at in this big picture, to see if I can have Rahmanis on my on myself as well. Because we're davening for Rahmanis of the cloud, the cloud, the cloud. But what does it mean to actually have Rahmanis on myself and on my own personal goals? So this is very interesting. Bo eshpos kashetzi visoni l'shar secha v'shibisi Hashem likrosi shetrachmeni od begalusi legaleni leorer libi lavasecha. Rav Tzadik, this is Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter speaking. Rav Tzadik, a mekubel Rabbi Daniel Parish, zeh Tzadik kolish levercha lechayin laba. He's the Sefer Masak Midvash. Do you know what Sefer that is? Do you know the Masak Midvash? Eli Stone walks around with it a lot. Yeah. This is the Parish on the Zohar. The Parish on the Zohar. Yeah. Very, like, it's not, he has a lot of perushim, but the one on the Zohar is, that one, I have it at home. We have it here in Beis Midrash. That perush on the Zohar is unbelievable. Very chazak, very meduyak, and also pretty simple, whatever that means, if it's a perush on the Zohar. But simple in terms of being able to give it over. So he said like this, Rav Yaakov Meir says, He once stopped me while I was walking on the street. And with great wonderment, he shows me this manuscript from the Ramak, from Reb Moshe Koedaver. <laughs> You see, Rabbi Yaitanay? Five hundred years ago, no? Yeah, 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 definitely. They would force people to accept the Muslim uh, faith upon them. And like we, you know, this is obvious because the, 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 trad, the horrific, horrific experience of the Shoah was so huge and horrific that we don't really, we haven't, there hasn't even been enough space to really point out that the expulsion of hundreds of thousands of Sephardi from their homes and the manner that they were kicked out of their homes, the, the busha, the cherpa, the stealing, the, the theft from, from Artsot Arav, we, we don't realize it. It's because, because there's so much has been going on in our times. But this is what they basically used to do to them. They would kick them out of their homes with nothing. Bilevusha al gufam velo yoter. 
this from the Muslim countries. They would kick them out of their houses just with, you know, a little, whatever they had on their back. That's it. The Kulam, and this was, this is a Shita in all the countries, not just one country. All the countries. The Kulam Kechad Savlum Achat. And basically, everyone suffered one collective punishment, meaning everyone was suffering the same Gzera that lived in these countries. <coughs> Any of you have uh, ancestors that this happened to them? That you know of? This from the Svarashen Chavra, do you know of? This, I mean, when, when I was, I'm sure, I'm sure you do, you just don't know, because this was happening across the board. Mm-hmm. When I was, uh, when I was a kid, you know, when I was living in, when we lived in Ranana, there were all these last names that I never heard of before in Los Angeles. You know, Hassan, Nahari, Abudbul, all these, all these names in my class, and I was, they were, they were coming on like, you know, Family Heritage Day. It was some of the most depressing days were Family Heritage Day, because they, they would explain how much, how little they even know about what they what they once had in their family, because everything was taken from them. Ve'ilu, but then he says like this: That's what once was. That was like the mitzvahs of, of of being a Jew. Ve'ilu agalut be'ikvad the Mashiach alifnei bias Mashiach, but the galus that precedes the era of coming of Mashiach, tiyeh galut apratit lekol echad ve'echad. That's actually an individual galut that each person experiences individually. Every person and their own personal nisyanos of what they're going through. That they're refining, like literally means to afflict and to refine your soul thoroughly. It sounds very Alter Rebbe-shir. He says, in a Yid that knows he's a piece of shtikel elokus, he's a piece of Hashem from above, must remember that when he is suffering his own bilbul of why am I going through, what am I going through in this world? Why is my tikkun so complicated? Why is it so complicating here, right? You have to understand there's tears that are at that moment escorting you from Shemaim. It's Tzara Shechina as well. Vehi achana la That's the preparation for the full, for the full geula. If a person only knew what kind of a good preparation those type of afflictions are, then he, and he knew how good it was for him, he would, he would makabel them with such great love and simcha. I want to make something very clear. What type of plain and affliction are we speaking about? Personal emotion. Like, what does that mean, the personal pain and affliction? It's really that voice of, what am I doing here? Why does it have to be? How did I complicate things so much? How did things get so complicated? I'm not speaking right now, but how we're usually talking about the cloud, the chule, and, you know, obviously the, the, the deepest she'ela that Am Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, has to ask themselves is, how in the world did we get this? How, did, how in the world did we get this? How did we set ourselves up to be in such a such an insane situation that they're, they're, they're finding bodies of Yidin outside Shefa Hospital. Like another one was found this morning. Right? That's the Klali. And the Prati, do you remember who you were before Simchas Torah? When everything was perfect? There was no Bilbulim? <laughs> do you remember Bichlal who you were? Like, there was no galus, there was no individual Galut going on in your mind and in your heart and your soul about like, what am I doing in this world? Why do it have to be so painful to figure out what I'm meant to do? Why do basic things seem, seem so complicated? 
Well, you guys don't remember any of that. Yeah, you probably don't remember too much of it, but I remind you, it, it happened. There was a mitzvah like that. It existed. He says, if we understood that when we go through that kind of a bilbul adas and we call out to Hashem, he says, those kind of moments of noticing the galuta pratit that I'm stuck in and bringing it up before Kisei covered and having Hashem and the Tzara Shechina cry with you at that moment, that is the most refined hachana for the geula shlema. That is a preparation, that is a cleansing before the bigger picture of complete redemption can take place. Hachana la geula shlema. Va'anu mitchanenim lefanav itbarach shmo sheyomar letzaroteinu dai we're begging the Ribbon Shleilam. Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter is saying, all of us, we're begging the Ribbon Shleilam, tell our Tzaras enough. Tell our Tzaras it's been enough. We already suffered enough. Dai Velteh. We suffered enough, both, both collectively and also personally. Like, do any of us want to go back to quiet days where we were, we were, all we were suffering was just our own gullus pratis? We don't want that and we don't want that. We don't want any of it. We don't want the collective, we don't want the personal. Lo rotsim etze. V'yachish lanu es geulasinu ashlema. And our full geula will come forth. V'kulanu niye reuim la. And we'll all be deserving and worthy of it. Therefore, Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter says, this is the meaning of the tefillah that we just quoted on Friday night. V'zos omim b'tefillas velel Shabbos, kodesh b'tefillas ribam kol ha'olamim. V'shivisi Hashem likrasi shetirachamini od begalusi. Hashem have Rahmanis while I'm still in my own galus legaaleini to redeem me secha and to awaken my heart to your love. So he's saying like this. There still may be a general state of galus happening in the world, but I want to be redeemed from my personal galut, my own exile. While maybe the big picture isn't fully fixed. In my own Mishagas that's going on inside. I want to be redeemed from there. If we haven't yet merited for the full and complete Geulah, saying something very deep. He's saying, even if we haven't yet merited the big picture, what they call the whole ball of wax. You've heard of that concept before? Mm-hmm. You know what that means? You know the you know, you know the whole ball of wax mean? Like meaning the ganze Geschäft. Do you know what that means? That's what mean. <laughs> Even if we haven't married it like the whole big picture, right? A yid has a schut on Friday night. He has a he has this opening to say, Okay, I don't know what your plans are, Ibn Shlayan, I hope Mashiach comes right now. But if for whatever your reasons are, that still shouldn't be coming yet. I'm begging you, Hashem, my own galus shetirchameni od begaluti. That with my personal tzaras, not, not, he's not saying financial, and he's just talking about that place of feeling misplaced in the world. Within the framework of hoping for a full picture of geula, tirchameni od begaluti, even while I'm still in my own galus, at least allow me to, to snap out of it. So, and the answer, of course, is, Hashem says, you asked me at the perfect time. You got 24 hours to taste what this is going to be like. And then you're going to come back again Friday night next week and ask me for it even deeper, that it should last longer and last stronger. So Tomer, there's an answer to that tefillah immediately on Friday night, where Hashem says, 
You want to get out of your own gullus for 24 hours? This is why I created the world in the framework of seven days. Seventh day is Me'ein Oilam Abba Yom Shabbos Menucha. What's the feel that we say? That Again, this is in the in the in this mirrors and Friday night in the bencher. You'll see. In, I think it's in every every bencher. What's that? Most rov rubo skip it again. Like I said, the blech went off. The soup is getting down. <laughs> the soup is already losing the 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 whole thing. The, the, the What's that? But but we're not Rov Chassidim here yet, so that's why he's right. Rov people do skip this; it's true. But this is a this. I always see it and I skip it. Amen, amen. Look at it. When you look at it, when you look at it inside, it really is. It's really shetarachameni od begaluti. Why? But then the words again. Why should Hashem? Why should you do this? To awaken my heart to tell you that I mamish love you, to know that I love you. For that, for that reason, take me out of this little gullus. And then the and then and then the way I'm gonna Yiddishkeit won't seem like a, like this burden. And davening will just be properly So he continues here. We're on the Kuf Ein Gimel. Rabbi Yaakov Meir this says, "What's the practical advice to be to be saved and re- and redeemed from this gullus that we're speaking about?" Scream out to Hashem from the exact place that you're at. Don't wait and say, "I have to become holier. I have to become smarter. I got to become wiser. I got to become deeper, and then I can call out to Hashem." From that place. Exactly where you find yourself, from where you see yourself in your own galut at that moment. That's all Hashem cares about. Rav Kluger speaks about this in Yichadai's Bodhidus very clearly. From that exact place that you feel completely disconnected, that's the only place Hashem is interested in hearing from you. He's not interested in hearing from you from a place that you're not at. Begaluti, in my, in my present state of galus, from there, that's where you speak. Whatever that mitzvah is, like what exactly? to take me out of darkness to light. From this exact place, from this net that I got caught in, this is all Hashem is interested. The Rebbeinu is not interested in you looking like that guy that always has his shirt tucked in, and it comes to davening always bazman, and saying, when I'm like him, I'll start talking to you. If you get there, and that's who you are, for whatever the reasons, that's who you are, you'll speak to Hashem from there too. But to really beg for your own soul is where you're at. This is why Reb Nachman the therapist of our whole, of our whole door. Because until without Rabbi Nachman, you, you have this imagery of like the person that's supposed to scream out to you needs to look proper, needs to look more menschlichkeit. And Rabbi Nachman says, Do you think the Rabbi is interested in not you? He's just interested in you, where you're at at this place. It's incredible. Sarah tells me every time I leave to tuck in. Now I know I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Again. This is what he got from this year. This is what he got from this year. 
It's good to I smile. Know, I, it's important to smile. <laughs> and your beard looks phenomenal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very important, this is a basic principle from Reb Nassim. Do you know what you do when you call out to Hashem from that place? You made Hashem a king over the world in a larger place. We learned something similar to this one standing by Reb. Do you remember this? When we were in Breslov, we learned that when that uh, Reb Nassim said this, he says this in a few places in the Kutei Alachas, but he says that when you speak, to, when you ask Hashem for the most petty of things, the world says, "Don't be a baby, get over it." You know, ask for malch, ask for the big things. Reb Nassim says, when you ask the Rebbeinu for buttons, for a thread, for a needle, because you realize that only Hashem is the one that can give you what you need. You're making Hashem such a bigger king in the world. Remember, it's so deep. Like we usually leave the the the, the small things. I, I don't want to bother Hashem with this, right? It's 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 not always. It's it's always everything. It's big and small. That that's the point. It's big and small. It's the small things that add up to look like big. Things. But usually we leave the we say you know the big stuff. That's why I need to really pull pull in my uh, you know. Pull my, my, my cards. My, the, the, you know, that's when I really have to use my schiyas. If nothing says, you think the point that Hashem wants you is to, like, to not call out for him for the small things? When you're calling out to Hashem from the small place you're in and for the small things in life, you're making him such a bigger king in the world because what you're basically proclaiming is that even the smallest thing in the world, Rebbe Shnailam, only you. Even the smallest thing in the world is only from you too. That's how Rebbe understands this. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't quote Reb Nassim. He really says, I see this clearly from, from the Kutei Alechus. Hashem or lo. When you go to the place of from your smallness and say, this is where I'm at. From here. Reb Yaakov Meir says, Hashem or lo. Hashem becomes light to you. Until you eventually reach the redemption of your soul. Legamre. Completely. Bifchinas. Karva el nafshi ge'ala. This is the light, this is the light we receive from David HaMelech. His, his merit should protect all of us, all of Am Yisrael. It's such a chil Hashem that on the outskirts of David HaMelech's birthplace, Yidin are being gunned down. What a, you see that beautiful panim of the Yid? It was called yesterday at Mechsan Minarot. You see his face? It's precious Ethiopian yid. Most beautiful face I've seen. Mamish Tzayetzad David Malka Meshicha. Right outside of, of Beit Lechem, he gets killed. Should be, what a chilul Hashem that is. What a chilul Hashem. There should be such a kiddush Hashem from after such things. And we already know what that means. I'm not going into that now. This is the enlightenment. This is the illumination of David HaMelech to every single yid. You know what that means? Grabbing. Grabbing yourself, grabbing Hashem, holding on to whatever it is. Not to let go. In all situations, no matter what's going to be, no matter what's going to be, holding on and not letting go. It could be hinted. This, in the words of Chazam, the Gemara Psachim, Chaviva Mitzvah B'Shaita. What does that mean? That a mitzvah is beloved in its time. Hainu, sheyesh chavivut miyuchedet lifnei ha-makom baruchu, 
שאדם עושה רצונו בדבר השייך לזמן ולמקום ולמצב המסוים בו הוא נמצא. The pshat of the Gemara means over there. What does it mean? What is, what's the pshat of the Gemara? Chaviva mitzvah b'shaita. There's a special, something sweet and special when you do something in, in its right place and time. In its time. He's saying every time is always the right place. He's saying exactly. He's saying every single every single place. How could you say this is not the right time to call out to Hashem? There's no, there's no such mitzvahs. You know, there was, a, there was a girl in my class when I was uh, in high school. She wasn't in my class because we were already in, a, in, I wasn't in a co-ed high school in Israel, but she was, we were, you know, grew up together in the, in the Same elementary school, in, uh, yeah, elementary school. And she made for me, when we left Eretz Yisrael, <clears throat> she made for me, it was the first thing I ever saw of Reb Nachman. I still have this thing in, at home. She made a quote of Reb Nachman on, for me. It was 16, it was just like starting to taste this world. And it said in it like this, Ki kshayesh lo la'adam lev Yisraeli, when a Yid has a, a Yiddish heart, en makom, something like this, en makom sh'yimaneu milomar, ani lo yachol avot Hashem po. That, because we, we were going to Gullah, so the quote was, listen, when a person has a Jewish and Israelite heart, there's no such mitzias, there's no reality, there's no concept of a person that says, in this place, I can't call out to you, Hashem. In this place, I can't be an Eved Hashem. I have to wait till I'm in a much more proper place in order to be an Eved Hashem. So obviously, the, you know, maybe some of you are thinking, well, how could you start saying brachas in the bathroom? We're not talking about those things. Saying bichlal in life, where we're at in life. Chaviva mitzvah b'shaita, like, it's so sweet that there is no wrong place or wrong time to say from here, from here, from this place, from this place where I have done nasty things to myself and my soul the last, last two weeks, from this place, this is where I'm at, and this is what you're getting right now, God. This is what you're getting. From this place, the voice, the sitra achra says, what a brusha v'cherpa, clean up your act before you talk to the king. It's dangerous. It's not, it's, it's a klipa, it's not, that's not, it's not true. Look at this third line on the left column. This is Tzav This is what the time is screaming to us right now before the Geula. Right before we see a complete covering of darkness over the earth, which is what we see when we're looking out in the world. And everyone's going through what they're going through. They all have to be mekayim achaztiv velo arpeno, like David Amelech says. Achaztiv, I'm grabbing on, velo arpeno means, and I'm not letting go. Vezeu ikar ha'avoda bizmanenu. This is the ikar avoda of our time. This is the ikar avoda of our time. The ikar avoda of our time. Mamash is, and, you know, obviously everything's in light of the, of the time that we're in right now. Nachon, that there's been this, 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 feeling of, I'm grabbing onto Klal Yisrael. It's so true. It's so true. But there's still shtiklach we have, you know, that, we, that we've had less time to think about Baruch Hashem because we've mekadished our time and our zman with the Klal. But there's still that galut pratit inside that we know things that haven't been solved, se'inyan haven't been solved. And maybe some of us are like nervous to go back 
not because of any other reason other than I don't want to be stuck with my own my own shtuyot again, right? And I'm like hoping that if I just stick like this Klali Yisrael moment, that'll be enough, and I won't, and then everything is going to be solved when I go back. So uh, first of all, Hashem can do anything. What do I know? But on level of Avodas Nefesh on Shabbos, we say Within this right now, I'm begging you, please, from this place, I know those petty things. I was still stuck, and I remember where I was. If I'm really honest, where I was, I remember what was going on. I remember the feelings. I remember. I remember the. the, the I don't want to go back. Not only do I not want to go back to that, I want to, of course, there be a Geula Shlema, but if you're deciding for whatever these reasons are, which we have no concept of, that it's not yet time for the Geula Shlema of Amitis, for whatever the reason it is, I'm a cover of myself that Tzav the screaming out of the time that we're in right now, is to say from here, from this place that I know of my own little gullas, my own hang-ups, my own hang-ups, those things that I'm embarrassed to admit that make me feel so ugly and small, from there, <coughs> I'm, I'm begging and begging and reaching out to you, please, while I'm still in that gullus, so that I could love you properly, so I could daven properly, and so that the rest of Yiddishkeit can just be the simcha without pain, without any sadness. And we never know like whose tefillah from the lowest place can be the one that tips the scales. We have no idea. Since we have no idea, may we treat each moment of calling out to Hashem as being the tip, you know, the one that actually does that that thing. And remember, it's not a lechatchil, it's a bidyeved. The lower you are from that place calling out to Hashem, you're making Hashem a bigger king over the world. Not that you're changing the status of God, but that you showing that dafka from the smallest place that you're in and for the smallest thing that you need, and saying, Hashem, it can only be you, at that moment, Malchut becomes bigger in the world, definitely in your own world, but also becomes bigger in the whole world. To uh, take this teaching today, like Mamish Lemaisa, Lemaisa before, and Alavai, we fill, fill the world with Malchus Hashem, and the whole world will only know you, Hashem, and there'll be such a, such a beautiful, beautiful, sweet, and holy end to this story that has nothing to do with the day before Sifostar. Mashu Chadash Ligam.